Hey ladies, fellas, and friends, you are listening to another episode of Three Dope Wives with LaKendra Adesui, Adelise Jones, and Lamisha Dixon. With over 30 years of collective experience, we are here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really all about. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then, honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Welcome, ladies, yet to another episode of Three Dope Wives, the podcast that opens the door to a real married life from the perspective of three amazingly dope wives. Of course, we have some rich topic, but before we get into all that, let's do a quick check-in. Ladies, how you doing? Hey, hey. How's it going? Y'all, I don't know about y'all, but I am loving this weather that is this weather so beautiful. I worked outside for a few minutes today. It was just gorgeous. It's so nice. I did the same. Like you took the laptop outside? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Get get all of that uh vitamin D. Vitamin D. Right. Yes. Good (laughs) vitamin D. Fresh air. Absolutely. I did the same thing though. I was um I went on lunch break and I usually do a 30 minute lunch break so I can leave early at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go get me a salad and I'm going to go sit in my car with all the windows down and just eat this salad in peace. Listen yes. to a little bit of music for my yeah. little 30 minutes. You had to do a little great. picnic, a little car picnic. It was, <laughs> look, right? <laughs> it was so good though, because usually I'll take my lunch and go back in my office and eat. Um, but I was like, it is so nice. I do not want to go back inside. Yes, so I took my daughter to the park. That's good. I took her to the park, met another, uh, met up with another black mom, and uh, we got to chop it up a little bit. Forgot what time it was, and was like, "Oh, it's so nice out here," and just being able to vibe with another, you know, black mm-hmm. mom. I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I got to go." It. I'm <laughs> it was, here for yes, it. Yes, it was nice. It was really nice. Um, um, it's so like difficult this, right now. So you get, you get, I I find myself talking to people forever if I'm around somebody just because we're not around people like we used to. You're like, hey, humans. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That are not related to me. (laughs) That is too funny. Uh, Misha, let me just make note that you looked like you were extremely busy this Easter weekend uh, doing cake and all of them looked amazing. I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I want this cake. I, oh I wanted that carrot cake so bad. I wanted oh. that coconut cake, child. All of them. So All of them were good. good. And and oh. I know I'm saying that, and I own the business, but I'm telling you right now, all of them were good. But <laughs> yes, I um all of them were good. I was like, um, and I'm to the point now where I don't have to like I have my recipes, I have them down. I don't have to like taste cakes and make sure everything is great. You got it on point, right? Tasting. Get a system. I, <laughs> I still be tasting, and they were all like, "I was like, oh, I want the carrot cake. Oh, I want the oh, I want the sweet potato cake. Okay, all of them." And I, I don't know how you do it. I would be big as a house baking every day, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm like big as a, uh, a condo. Uh, that whole I, I'm, I'm dead. I am so dead. I would be mansion sized. Right. 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 I'm ta- oh my I'm a little town. I'm a two bedroom townhouse right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to get, I got to get the sweet, the sweet tooth under control. That okay. is too funny. You know, when I, when I, there was a period of time where I had gained some weight and my husband used to tease me all the time. 
He's be like, wide low coming through. Burr, burr. I wish, wish Stephen would wide load me. But you know like, what? I, I didn't take it personal because because uh, at first I was I took it sensitive. And then he was like, no, I'm just talking about your booty child. He was Girl. like, you gain weight, your booty gain weight. He's like, you don't look big. Like you don't uh-huh. look fat, but your butt just looks out of control. So he would just tease me and be like, wide low coming through. You had that he thing. Said, that's singing. juicy. That's Whatever. Thing was banging, girl. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> last week, we talked about the power of I'm sorry. And we talked about why is it so hard to say I'm sorry? Mm. We talked about when it's necessary, when it's not. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back, download it. We are on all platforms. Make sure you go listen to it. It is episode 13, The Power of I'm Sorry. But This week, we're going to take yet another shift, like always. Uh, We're talking about reverse roles in the home. I know we talked a little bit about it in previous episodes, but we've never had a full-blown discussion about it. So we're talking a little bit about when the wife is the breadwinner and the husband stays home. Both people work and the wife travels or the husband is home with the kids. I mean, it could go all types of ways. So, I mean- at the end of the day, it's kind of non-traditional to see some of those things. So what are your thoughts? Well, I want to start out with um, just noting that trends, like everything's just changing. Um, So 50 years ago, 58% of the United States college men, I mean, college students were men. um, And today, 56% are women. So, um, Mm. you know, this year alone is the first time that the um, amount of educated, college educated women in the United States workforce has passed the number of college educated men. So at the end of the day, you know, we're just heading into new trends. And this is even a bigger gap when you look at Black women, because there are a higher number of college-educated Black women than Black men. Um, And that's been a trend, you know, for a while. But it's just, you know, so it's just setting us up for women being the breadwinners. Oh, yeah. So for me, um, I think it's, I, it's definitely non-traditional. I was raised in a home where both of my parents worked. So they both equally, and y'all gonna have to um, in, uh, excuse my screaming child in the background, but that's just part of being a wife and a mom. So um, both of my parents were breadwinners and they made equal amount of money. And so it, I, I didn't really see the whole breadwinner gender role Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the male has to make most of the money I Uh I didn't see that and I kind of brought the same attitude and same thing coming in my marriage so Edgar most of you guys know played in the NFL and so he was the breadwinner for a really long period of time then retirement hit and he didn't work for years and but I was still working right and so granted he still had money coming in but roles kind of reversed a little bit so now fast forward we have Nova and he's the one that does everything with Nova yeah like he's doing all the legwork he's bringing him to daycare he's cooking dinner like and he does it 
mostly to help me out. And, mm-hmm. and so that way I don't have to come home and have to deal with, you know, X, Y, Z and stuff. cook and yeah. all that stuff. So he's doing it to be a good husband to me. Right. Um, but it's been that way for a while where he is taking a lot of those quote unquote female roles in our, yeah, but he's kind of getting the best of both worlds in that he's, he's been True. the breadwinner and, the, you know, and brought the money in and he's now able to be, you know, Mr. Mom present and, and yeah. And be a very present dad, which is important uh, to him. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and, and also because he's already been the breadwinner there, that kind of takes some of the pressure off of that ego issue. Sometimes um, girl, cause sometimes he'd be hard on himself and I'd be like, but, um, like yeah. he, he, it's he, Edgar may Edgar is blessed. It's a curse and a bless. It's a curse and a blessing, right? <laughs> to to not have, yeah. Mm-hmm. To not have to do much and you, you're still having an income. Mm-hmm. Um, but for him, it's that purpose that he's mm, kind of yeah. missing yeah and so he for him sometimes you know doing all of the everyday quote-unquote women roles sometimes does mess with his ego yeah, oh that's a really imagine. that's a really good point that's imagine we're gonna talk about that a little bit let's talk about kind of how some of these roles look we talked about the wife traveling and um, the husband staying home. What about if the husband, like there's times where roles are reversed and the it's because one of the spouses just does things better. Like mm. if, you know, the husband is better with the kids, um, you know, that, that sometimes is a little bit different or mm. he does the cooking and the cleaning and the wife balances the finances and is, you know, the organizer because as much as men want to be in charge of the money, sometimes they just not good with mm-hmm. money. They're not good with numbers and not good with spreadsheets and, you know, planning for the future and That's those kinds huge. of things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I think because it, it's something I personally, we're still kind of working through in our marriage. I started out with the whole traditional, I thought I was going to be Susie Hillmaker. Mm. Um, got married and all of my friends were like, I don't know why you thought that. Did so. you have a, a hashtag goals for Claire Huxtables too? Claire had that. But uh-uh. but it wasn't even Claire Huxtable. It was June Cleaver. It was you know? oh yeah. It was the you know cooking thing. <laughs> yes. Milk hot at seven o'clock. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't Claire Huxtable. I bring you coffee. You bring me coffee. It right. was you know I'm gonna be making all the coffee. This my kitchen. Right. So, right. Um. But you know I had to face the reality. One, my husband is from Louisiana, and he's you know they his whole family cooks, and they just really good cooks. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that's something that you know he has a proficiency with and he's cleaner than I am like when I listen to LaKendra talk about <laughs> her and her husband I'm like I'm oh, your husband <laughs> right I need to draw us over Look, that's me hanging too. out <laughs> that, that is a huge pet peeve of and mine it drives well. my husband nuts but you know he's cleaner than I am uh-huh. and then money is something that I'm passionate about right um and so and something I enjoy doing and we have bumped heads because both of us walked in with these traditional gender role ideas mm, yeah, and yeah. struggling to say, okay, this is where you're good, you know, role play to it. your strength. Right? right. Right. What about when the wife is a dominant person in the bedroom and the husband, you know, is a little bit oh, more girl. conservative or has a little lower libido, like <laughs> doesn't need it as much. Like the husband's like, okay, you know, once a week, you know, okay, get up off me. And you like, give it to me. <laughs> I needed everything. Look, that's, that's Tam. <laughs> you need to wait. We're going to have to talk to her husband. <laughs> yeah, he 
I think he has a different perspective on that. But I think that, again, that comes with anything else that you're talking about. You guys got to figure out how to meet in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I want sex five times a week and you want sex two, then maybe we need to compromise three and a half. Three, three and a possible. Three and a <laughs> <Right>? possible. <laughs> Look, Misha, you still got to uh, tell me that the that sex number that you were talking about. Oh, the formula. Still, we still, yeah, we need that formula. I need I to know. post that for our, for our <laughs> listeners because, you know, I think that's a really good formula. Remind us of the formula, please. For, for, for um, just- so it's a sex <laughs> frequency. It's, it's just a way to calculate your sex frequency number and... And it's something, it's an exercise that we've done before when we've done uh, marriage coaching um, or we've done seminars. And basically what you do is you look at uh, 365 days in a year, there's 52 weeks in a year and you say, okay, 52 weeks in a year, how many of those weeks am I, you know, ministrating? So you take 12 weeks um, out of that, right? Out of the 52. So Tam, you good with the math so you can get the numbers, right? So 52 weeks in a year, in a year, 12 of those weeks, you're, you, you're possibly ministrating, right? And so then okay. out of what's left over, then you say, okay, how many times are we traveling or not in a situation where we sleep in the same room um, where we can have sex? So we're traveling uh, for work, we're traveling for family, we're traveling for, so we're traveling with the kids. And so we got a little one sleeping in the bed or, you know, we're new parents and we have one that, you know, we still got to get up two or three times a night. And so that affects so how many of those days out of a week does that happen or how many weeks out of the year does that happen so if you think you know for week travel somebody travels 25 percent of the time for their job then you subtract that many weeks or days out of the formula then -hmm. after that you say okay how many days are we upset and not really speaking to each other and so what really happens is in the seminar, we're, we're taking people throwing out averages, right? I will say, okay, throw out an average. Okay, we're not talking to each other, which we skip saying maybe like, it might be three days for argument, you know, um, a month or two days a month or three days a quarter or something like that. But at the same time, they have their own little note card and they're tallying their own particular number. And so once you subtract all of those, and then you look at 365 days a year, um, we're left with a hundred days um, that we actually can have sex, but 365 days a year and your ratio is hundred to 365 or 75 to 365 or you know, 300 to 365. Are you comfortable with that number? Are you, oh is your God. spouse comfortable <laughs> with that number? Um, if you was sending before marriage, is that the same number or is it <laughs> right? Greater? Because don't get married and all of a sudden you locking it up. <laughs> Right, your, so, your number is like three sixty five. Right, for marriage. Right, and now it's fifteen <laughs> right. when you married or 12. you doing it nasty I mean, in the shower. Forget listen, the menstrual. We had we had some people forget that. Right, we had some people who were like their number was twelve. They were like, okay, uh, twelve in a whole year. Yes, and oh my was, gosh. and people until no. people actually sit down and write it out they really don't look at it and are able to see the numbers. So some couples are like, the husband was like, okay, you know, I say 50. She was like, well, I say 75, but neither one of those, they were like, that's raggedy. We only have, we have yeah, six days of the year. We only have six, right? Those, right. So once you actually write it down and see mm-hmm. the numbers, 
you know, then you can set goals. <laughs> you can but say you know, it's crazy. It's amazing how many how many people don't really sit there and think about how often do we actually have sex. Right. Like, you know, people will say all the time, we have sex all the time. We have a very, you know, regular sex life or whatever, whatnot. And then they calculate the number and it's like, oh, we're having sex half a time a week. <laughs> right. Half a time. Mm-hmm. Half a time. Right. <laughs> Once a blue moon. How about that? Right. <laughs> right. Or once a so, month, I, I've talked to somebody who said once a month, and I was like, How do you live? Yes, once a month. I mean, and there's again, once a month, there's 12 months in a year, 12 yeah. times. Yeah, so 12 that's what I'm saying. Times. It's real. It, it's that's real. considered a sexless marriage. There are a yeah, lot absolutely. of couples, there are a lot of couples who didn't realize that number was 12, 15, under 20. But getting back to gender roles, like that actually affects your sex drive, especially for men. Like if they're yeah. having, you know, oh, yeah. issues with the way they feel about themselves and their ego, then their libido can be decreased. Not only, but not just libido, machismo, right? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Their For whole, sure. their whole feel of being a man, being dominant, mm-hmm. being able to go out into the world and conquer and, you know, all of those things, you know, if they're not using that libido, get that testosterone flowing regularly. It's, and then you got your wife at home who make more money than you. And right, you were just finances, walking around mad, and you walking around mad, or you, or, or your wife is the VP, and you the other thing. What what is it called? What what's um? Mr. C- said the other thing. CEO. No, vice president. No. <laughs> vice president Harris. What do they call her husband? Oh, the second oh. second man. Oh, the second gentleman, second gentleman. Second gentleman. Shut so you call up. me the second gentleman, and you on the road the traveling. Gen- and Why I, I gotta be second? Why not first? Oh, because Joe first. <laughs> yes, yes, because Jill is the that first is lady. Jill is the first lady. So I am VP, dead. He has to be the second. Okay, so can you imagine? Like, okay, for him, first off, everybody call you the second first Hold man, a second man, second gentleman. Yes, the second the gentleman. Second gentleman. And your wife <laughs> is obviously better at whole lot of things oh wow you wrong for that I'm just what does he do does that has anyone searched that yes yes so Doug Emhoff like is is a partner in a law firm and that he he a lawyer yes he's done it for years so they're both lawyers he's a second gentleman she said he's a gentleman so do he work still no (laughs) he he because of it was conflict of interest he had to give up his position in order to be second gentleman so y'all can imagine what's going on in his head possibly that's what i'm talking all the little libido machismo oh my gosh i didn't know your wife is off traveling giving speeches changing the world uh but i mean he he could be a strong man who is fine with it. And he sounds like he is. I don't know if that's just for the camera. Or, you know, it could also be that. Right, right. (laughs) Then we don't get all the tea. But it also could be that, you know, at the end of the day, presidency is is a term, right? So we don't know how long this term is going to last. So maybe it's one of those things where, if if you think about it, wives do it all the time, where we put our dreams on pause so that way the husband can pursue theirs. Well, maybe it's vice versa, you know, maybe... Now he's putting his stuff on pause. If he if he's part owner of the firm, the firm ain't going nowhere. True. So yeah. he can always go back, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that could be but, a possibility but too. But you know what? What I have learned with knowing couples who have this kind of, you know, uh, flip it and reverse it kind of situation in their house where the roles Who's are saying reversed. That song? Missy. 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 Uh-huh. Missy Ellis. Put the thing down, flip it and reverse <laughs> it. it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, like, yeah, that sounds all good and doable to the woman, 
And the yeah. man will sign up for it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, it's your turn, yeah. sweetie. But mentally, they, they, they think. Listen, it's... every day they are getting eaten up, you oh, know, yeah. and some things happen, you know, when, you know, it's some, there's some effects, right? So there could yeah. be like jealousy mm-hmm. that happens because now all of a sudden your wife is in the limelight. Like, I mean, especially for our um, VP, your wife is in the limelight or she's traveling, giving speeches at work, and um, who knows? Maybe she's in marketing. She's getting all of these kind of kudos, and being mm-hmm. Page is on fire. <laughs> right. Yep. And you know, you're a blue collar worker. Like you go and you clock in every day, or maybe you don't clock in. Maybe you're a manager of a you know some kind of department, or you know you doing promotion, like whatever you know, the gentleman, second gentleman of any household is doing. But I think to Adelaide's point, it matters what he's doing. Because with, you know, Doug Imhoff, he's like, okay, I'm taking four to eight years off right now um, to go through these terms or whatever. But, you know, this job is still going to be there. Um, if you are, you know, at, and we'll talk about it later, if you driving, you know, for Amazon and th- that's your, what you feel like is your dead end job, your ceiling, mm-hmm. then you have a whole nother set of feelings mm-hmm. versus, you know, someone who's okay. So I'm in middle management. I have a path upward, you know, right. um, so I can try to work my way to where my wife is. So I think that that ha- plays a huge factor in all of this. Absolutely. What about, the, what about the woman or the, the the wife who's always who is always gone and traveling? She she might get jealous because now you have all the time with the kids. Yeah. The kids come to you for everything, and she's dealing with mommy guilt. She's dealing yep. with mommy guilt because yep. you know the roles are reversed, and maybe she feels like she has to be in that position. She has to be the breadwinner because her husband got you know like he uh you know sometimes okay we 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 definitely have heard those stories of the woman being the breadwinner just because the woman has more drive yeah or the dude is just on the struggle bus and can't figure his life out or he's having like a midlife crisis and decides to Mm -hmm. change careers and it doesn't go as planned like there's so many couple instances yeah there's just so many situations she said that. a couple felonies a couple times th- you know he had to go through some things right, can't came find from, a job came right. from the wrong place <laughs> she ride or die uh, or right. are you just a straight bum like we hear that too so right. i think it's it's definitely uh can build and um create resentment as well going yes. back to the emotional effects that that it could have yeah, yeah and it may not even be that you know he's blue collar you know it, it can be he has a lower management. She's VP, right. um, you know, so they both may be degreed and they just in different places. And that's, that's still a challenge to be, you know, work, work through. Yeah. Or, I mean, like you said, maybe he's middle, maybe he has his own business. Maybe he does taxes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And he has yep. a couple, you know, tax season, which is really busy. And he's good. So there's all of these different ways that, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the, the roles are reversed. I mean, even when it comes to in the bedroom, which is kind of where we um, started with a sex frequency number is if, you know, your his libido isn't as high and, you, and the woman is more dominating in the bedroom, like that could, you know, make him feel less of a man. You know, mm. if, you know, she always walking behind him, smacking him on the butt, like, you know, get, <laughs> getting that thing tonight, I'm you know so what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 
It's real. You know, like uh You do that too. She got a whip. I don't she do got, well. right. well, Sometimes. Well. <laughs> I mean like those kinds of things. I had a whip. He might need to feel like he needs to be in a position where he can, you know, be the dominant person. Like this has mm-hmm. I have seen this lead into, you know, um a decrease in sexual desire for a man when his woman is, you know, like oh, when you gonna give me that thing? You know? <laughs> um, and he actually, like, a friend I know, he actually stepped out on her because he was, and, it, and she was like, how you gonna go give somebody else when all, that's all I want? And he was like, you know, too much, bro. It's too much. I needed, you know, some sauce. Simmer down. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop putting on my drawers all the time, (laughs) you know? Um, And And if he's got resentment built up, that's part of the punishment is to go to somebody else. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Part of the punishment. And then also, like, embarrassment. Um, Yeah. I mean, Mm, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. I have seen. And we see this in movies all the time where the wife is successful and then the mommies and the mommy group kind of look at her up and down because Uh she don't never come to no PTA meeting. Mm -hmm. She's buying cookies from the grocery store instead Mm -hmm. of baking them. You know, um, (laughs) you know, it's embarrassment, you know, in front of the boys, you know, all the men talking about stock and 401k and all that kind of stuff. And And he just rolling his fingers. Yeah, he got a a diaper bag, you know, and a van. He missed her mom, you know, second gentleman. So, second gentleman. <laughs> yeah, so second gentleman. I'm gonna stay on that because the second Y'all I don't leave the, Doug alone. That's I don't the like first the time I heard that. So for me, it yes. does tickle me to death because I don't the, like the title. traditionally the second lady. But yeah, I wish somebody. Could you imagine somebody? Um, second gentleman, Stephen. <laughs> Oh hell no! He would have he met, would act a complete what, fool. A complete fool. <laughs> like my husband would do the dog. He would be a donkey in that place. Who is you talking to? He would be like, you better put a bust of me on the wall because <laughs> hey, second, like he would not. It would not go well. Yeah, no, it go. wouldn't go well for my husband either. Well, I mean, Same we just, <laughs> what for your husbands? Like, would how would they respond? Like all of a sudden. Like, okay, it's him for you. All of a sudden something happened and they're like, hey, we really need you to step into this role um, in preparation for VP. Um, your salary is going to be an increase of this comma. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of these have. So all of a sudden you're in this position. Like how, how would your husband adjust? Like how, would, how do you think that would have things would change in your household? I will tell you my first my, my husband's first question will be how many commas we talking right that would be my husband's <laughs> how much money for me to be second gentleman <laughs> well you know it's a dollar sign where this might be okay <laughs> yep absolutely that's the first question Edgar's definitely asking so yeah. sign me up right <laughs> right so if we hit that dollar sign we all good if not is he's he's gonna have to have some some we got to give or take counseling. Mm, yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. Come to Jesus counseling and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I, I just know that um, I've seen, you know, I've seen it in households and it is, it's destroyed some households. Um, they yeah. just go through it. <laughs> yeah. They go through it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, well, what makes it work? So if it does happen, what makes it work? Is it, is it counseling? <clears throat> uh, I think it's is more it? so respect. Just okay. respecting one another's dreams or goals um and 
I mean, we're hoping that some of these conversations kind of happen on the front end before you decide to get married, right? Mm -hmm. Like what what are the goals that you want? Where do you see yourself in five, 10, 20, 15 years, whatever the case may be. So that way you kind of have an idea. Now, if it's something, I mean, I don't know, did did, uh, our VP say like, oh, one day I'm gonna become president. Right. I, I mean, who knows, right? Some things do just kind of come up and be sprung upon you, but um, I think just having respect and then open that open conversation with your spouse about where you want to go. Yeah, I think that's critical in the respect aspect of it. One, um, I think for role reversal for the man having um, that confidence in himself that I'm not defined by dollar signs or how much, you know, I can bring in or not. Mm -hmm. And two, being respectful as a wife um and not you know I paid for this this is mine oh yeah yes those kind of things that can actually cause a larger chasm than you know what's already there um if you are disrespectful I'm gonna have to stop you because you just used the SAT word and uh (laughs) shout out to LaKendra we miss you because chasm that was Tamara just hit us with an SAT but for real, for real. She would be proud. She would be very, very proud of you. She's probably cheering now while she's holding baby. We'll be um, getting a text soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for sure, the respect level from the wife is yes. really important. So what about like ego stroking? Like, does she have to make a point to stroke the ego of the second gentleman? Girl, even if you make the same amount or he that. makes more, you got to stroke his ego. So when he That's makes true. this, you got to stroke harder. That's true. Okay, what That's does that true. look you like? You better talk your man like? up. What <laughs> right? does that look like, though? Because here it is. So here's the scenario. If he an Amazon driver, babe, you are the best Amazon driver ever. Honey, you look so handsome in that Amazon suit. Or look at how well you did with the kids. You know what I mean? You changed that diaper that. like a pro. But there's a lot of women who feel like, okay, so I, I got to make all the money. I got to deal with all of these men in corporate America. I have to balance the book. And then, yes, you with the kids. Yes, you, but then I got to come home. And because you're a man, now I have to spend a extra, you know, extra energy making sure that your ego is stroked and that I big up you you know, on being the mechanic, you know, top mechanic, having your picture on the wall and yes. all those on, like, you yes. employee of the yes. month. You employee of the month. And McDowell, you got your... You got, <laughs> a, you got a certificate <laughs> yeah, and a badge. A, and 10% off this week. And yes. now... Not the one week them. only. <laughs> I'm so dead. Yes, this week you get 10% off <laughs> and you got a friends and family card to pass around. And I'm supposed the answer to, be, to all that is yes. <laughs> I'm supposed to be like, oh, you go, boy. Now let me go and fill out these paperwork so for this million dead. dollar, you know, marketing hungry. campaign. Let me yep. go for this 20, this, my company is $2 million <laughs> on this marketing oh campaign. And I have to give the speech on stage in front of 5,000 employees. But I have to congratulate you on, <laughs> on free bacon. <laughs> For you and your family and friends like (laughs) but I mean the reality is it's not fair (sighs) but that that is what it is I mean are we supposed to do it yes absolutely yeah we are supposed to do we want to do it no Uh, not all the time right no No. right but and it's hard and it could be hard to to do it to make yourself do it 
mm-hmm. find the energy to do it because you like look i like you said i, I got a speech i gotta prepare and ain't nobody yes. trying to Ooh, congratulate you on the little uh, bonus check what we gonna do with this forty dollars <laughs> make it so rain boy with your 40 make it rain you right. so <laughs> petty i cannot she told we going to dinner we going to get red lobster. We get red for real. You get extra biscuits in a bag to take home, bro. Biscuits oh. free. We sh- <laughs> we stroke your ego. We stroke your ego. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot. Oh, oh man. Okay, so what about what, what other what other stuff makes a worker fail? Um, oh, I think. Uh, what about just consideration? Right, just yes. having consideration of your spouse. Yes. Well. And also just outlining, um, you know, the roles and responsibilities and and making sure that everybody understands the shared responsibilities. And um, so, you know, you know what those roles are, because I think a lot of times you start stepping on each other um, Mm -hmm. when, you know, he feels like I'm trying to be a man and you, you know. And you feel like I got right. this. <laughs> so. Right. You got everything. And you know how to fry chicken better than me. You know, right. it's like <laughs> you make all the money and fry the chicken. You know, I think yeah. I think that's I think that's true, Tam, because like what are the roles and are they and is it temporary? Like what is the big goal? Mm-hmm. Right? Is a goal like, okay, I'm going this hard and you doing this because we're gonna retire at 50. But that's, you know, that's a very good point. I went to a marriage conference a couple of years ago and one of the, t- uh, the subjects was what is your why? Mm. Um, and once you have that agreement on what our, our goal is together, mm-hmm. then you're focused on hitting that goal yeah. and then that kind of reduces the pettiness. Yeah. Can I just say um, one thing we definitely do not want to do is kind of take on that mentality of, or even vocalize, because I know sometimes in, in a heat of an argument, you are liable to say anything, especially when you are um, the dominant or the breadwinner. Please do not say, I don't need you. Because mm, that really ever. takes a hard hit ever. on a man. It does. Yes. No matter how confident, no matter how respectful, no matter how much consideration your husband gives you those words of I don't need you those hit different but I would say that goes both ways like neither one of you should say that's true of course of course but I think it hits harder coming from a woman to a man yeah that whole I want you I don't need you you here for Uh uh-huh like I don't need you I make my own money I could do my own you know what I mean like I feel like that I for me I just feel like if Edgar were to say that I'd be like oh okay but if I were to say it to Eric, he would be distraught. Yeah, mm. I don't I don't need you. A man definitely needs to be needed. needed. Yeah. Absolutely. I was telling a girlfriend that today. Um, you know how you uh, her boyfriend, um, they've been together a long-term relationship. And, you know, he get that threat. Well, I guess, you know, I guess I, you know, I don't have nothing to do around here. You know, you don't need me. And she oh, was wow. like, it was like, um, what I wanted to say was... <laughs> Um, now, now that we've come to that understanding, <laughs> can we move on? But she was like, I, I knew better. I just tightened my lips because, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I was like, yes, he needed you to say, I yeah. need you. No, I, need I you. do need you. In I some way, you. shape or form. Absolutely. Right. Even if you need him to pick up your child, like yes. even if you don't need him to pick up your child and he does, it's still relieving for you. Right. It's one less thing you have to do. So ultimately you do do you do need him. 
Yes. Yeah. And it's a partnership, right? And so, um, you know, even though I might not need you to make the money, you know, I need you to meet me where I need help somewhere, right? We all need a help meet um, to meet us where we have need. Whether yeah. it's, and the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Where it's, you know, finances or where, you know, trouble yeah. with, you know, with the kids, you know, all of us have different parenting styles, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what happens, everybody mm-hmm. is not on the same accord when it comes to parenting. We all have a little bit of difference and yeah. you know, variation of yeah. what we do or what our expectation, right? And so one person might be really good with the homework and the other person is really good with the social yeah. part of raising kids. Yeah. Exactly. We all need someone to meet us where we need help. So, so there's yeah. an old African proverb that says, alone, you can go fast. Together, you go far. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's true. Come on yeah. with the African proverb. Right. I was about to say, like, come on, uh, proverbs. Yeah, I feel like they need to be on a, a post on the wall somewhere. Say like, it again. Alone, you can go fast. Together, you go far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm tired. I, I, that was a learning yeah, I mean, experience for me because in the right. beginning I would get frustrated with my husband because I was oh, I could have been had this done if I wasn't waiting on you. Yes. <laughs> you know. So yes, I can do it way faster by myself, mm-hmm. but you know, we get way more accomplished if we when do it work together. together. Yes. Right. Yes. It's about it's about longevity. We have uh covered a a lot of things when it comes to the roles being flipped reverse. We even gave you Kind of some tools and to make sure that you are hitting the mark when it comes to respect and communication, um, forming goals and um, ego stroking, all mm. of those kinds of things. <laughs> I be stroking. I be stroking. That's what Listen. I be doing. <laughs> and you better let him be stroking so his right. ego can be on point. Let him know he's killing it. <laughs> Kill. Look, ba- oh baby, do it in the auto zone shirt. You, you know whatever it take. <laughs> Whatever. I'm done with you. I am done with you. Found the chicken express holder. I need to smell like chicken when you're in it. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Funny. (laughs) So let's move to what's popping in the press. There's a couple of things going on, especially in the sports world. Mm, I know Ali got us on that, bro. What's popping? Oh my gosh. There is so much. So uh, Tan put me on because I thought the number was three. And okay, so let me fast forward, uh, rewind. Um, so apparently, 22 women have come forward with sexual allegations against Deshaun Watson, and he plays for the Texans. Ooh. I thought that that number was three. No, girls, three. It new. might be three new, right? right. Three new ones came Is this forward. The one with the massage. Yes. yes, he just yes. popping yes. off with massage therapists. Yes. He so apparently, so one of them came the forward. <laughs> one of them finally came forward and made a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, she's of Hispanic descent. Um, she talked, I mean, it's, it's pretty lengthy, her, yeah. her, um, her statement. Um, and she talked about a little bit about victim shaming. Like, you know, what? people might think that I'm doing this for money. And, um, you know, she, she kind of went on down that road. Why do you think we do that? But y'all, okay. So that, that's a for real, for real thing. Um, especially with the Texans and, um, with black men, um, because we want to protect our men. Yes. Um, and there's so many like diehard fans and I- I've seen men and women alike who are just like, and Deshaun Watson had this whole persona of the good guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Texans fans were up in arms and, and the Texans have been tanking for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were just like, game. 
Yes. So they were just like, this is this is the system's attack on Deshaun Watson, the pole yeah, black right. man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and it may be the first couple of allegations, but when you up to, you know, 22. Yes. whole conversation with, with Edgar about this because I when I when it first came to press I was like baby did you hear he was like no nah, what happened and so I told him and he was like you believe it I'm like there's like a lot of girls yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, how do you not there has to be some truth to it uh-huh. I'm not saying the whole all of like there has to be some people don't just pull these things out of their behind and yeah. just yeah up stuff. yeah well I say this like okay there shouldn't be smoke you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. where there's smoke, there's fire. That's a whole lot of smoke. And, you know, and it's the same thing kind of like if you think back to Bill Cosby, we wanted to be yeah. like, no, that's not true. And then it was like 137 people and <laughs> yeah. they came out like, yeah, um, I took a little something, there's a little something in my drink. And so we all wanted to believe that you right. know, our quote unquote historian, mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, you know, could not be capable of doing things. And that's what happens when we put you know, people on pedestals, um, right. they shouldn't, they shouldn't be on. Well, that's and, the other thing is that the, you get to that level, your ego just uh-huh. explodes Huge. and you think you can do whatever you Untouchable. want. Untouchable. Absolutely. Yes. Like who told you to pull the towel off? Where's your nasty. Like it, I mean, that's, yes. And, so, and that's a lot of women. Yeah. I'm not thinking it's the first time you got a negative reaction why, why do you keep doing it because I, I, for me i feel like that's a power thing you feel like you have that power over mm. these women and or this power of you know i'm in the spotlight so they're Watson. right so mm. they're, they're gonna do this and some he might even think like oh they i mean they want they want it they want it right yes and but okay so let's talk about this we talked about victim shaming so mm-hmm. You go to get a massage and somebody, you know, like Deshaun Watson, you know, um, decides that he going to take the towel. When you tell him to roll over, he going to take the towel off. Right. So if do you, uh, sir, get up and get out. Okay. No, it's not that kind of thing, you know, or do you pleasure him and then report it and, and then come out with the other victims? Like my thing is, and, and I don't want to get this, kind of, you know, messed up with victim shaming. I'm just like, where does it, yeah. did it go? How far did it go? Right. At what point do you, do you get up and leave? What point do you say, I'm not doing this. I don't care who you are. Or do you not accept the big tip? You know, you know, or like, like what, how, how do victims who feel uncomfortable Stay in a like situation. Stay, right. Stay in a situation or right. you feel uncomfortable, especially when it's your profession. I know that there are spouses who have been in comfortable, uncomfortable girlfriends and people who have been, you know, who felt like they are locked in a room with somebody or something like that. But when you are giving a massage at someone's house, when you're providing a service, you know, I'm like, how do we get to a point where um, after the first exposure that we, that is, you know what I'm saying? How do we get to 22 how does, you know, yeah. after after your third time doing this at the same parlor, do you not say anything like, hey, don't send me over there no more, you know, if it's a private home or, you know, or do you keep going back? You know, my like, thing is, is, I just don't like, and, and I think this is, is a personal thing or a personal characteristic, or I don't, I don't even know how to, to name it or word it, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't unless you got a gun to my head. Yes. Yeah. And maybe not even that. 
I don't care who you are, what you do, what you say. If I'm not comfortable, I'm going to excuse myself out of this situation. I'm be like, sir, I got to use the bathroom and peace out. Right. Like, I'm, not, like, to... I'm gonna find it in any excuse. I, it's kind of like the movies, right? When you be like, why would you do that? Like, why yes. would you, you know, yes. like run, why would you go back? <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I, I don't, I I'm with you, Misa, Misha, like, I don't want to, it's hard. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a fine line between what we're expressing mm-hmm. and how it can be viewed as victim shaming. So I don't, I definitely, I'm not, I don't want to say that I'm victim shaming because yeah. I'm not, I'm with you. I hear you. It's real. Your feelings are real. They're valid, but I just want to understand. That's, yeah. I, I just I want like to understand. I want to, right. right. Yeah. I want to kind of be the fly on the wall to say, where did this go wrong? Yeah. But, like, but I, are you scared to so lose your, are you going to lose your job or what? I mean, what are the, but what are the allegations? Like, I, I think I'm, I mean, those. all of them are, there's a couple different ones. So I know one, she, uh, she was mentioning that she asked him to flip over and then took the, took the sheet off or whatever and forced her to perform oral sex on him. Hmm. Okay. So how, mm. right. So I, I, I hear, I see your face. You want to ask questions, but <laughs> I mean, you got tea. Yeah, yeah. I would have easily yanked the knot on your shit. That's then, what I'm yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many ways. You've been Deshaun Knotson because But I think at, at the end of the day, though, um, when you're in a position of power, the onus is on you. Um, even legally speaking, yeah. you know, when you're talking about like um, employee, employer, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, fear. yes, the onus is on the person who is in power. So um, like Misha, like you said, if there's no smoke, there's no issue. So if you just don't even get in them situations, yeah. like, I mean, this is Deshaun Watson. He could have any woman he wanted. Why are you forcing a, a you know, massage therapist, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. just ridiculous. So I'm looking at one and it says that uh, he purposely exposed the tip of his penis from under the towel. Watson was at this point fully erect and moved his body so he could expose himself more. As a result of his moving of his hips, Watson purposely touched the plaintiff's hand with the top of his erect penis. Okay. So that's unacceptable. Um, so, in, but in at a, that point, when that when you when the, when the penis grazed your hand, you leave. Well, no, when you flip, when you flip over, and so you see I, the penis. I get massages <laughs> when you flip over and there's an erect penis, then you tell the you tell the um the patient, okay, I'm gonna step out for a minute if you'd right. like to get more comfortable, you know, so that we can continue the, the massage, then you can do that. If not, then we'll just end the massage. So you, you don't it's your I would think as a massage therapist, erect penises are probably common. Absolutely. So, okay, so you don't dismiss yourself. Ignore it and keep yourself. moving. No. Okay. But I think it's a, com- it's a comfort level. If now, if those women. It's my husband. If they were. <laughs> <laughs> you be hard when you begin. <laughs> Is there an erect penis in the room when. If it belongs to you when you get a massage, because if so, we're going to cancel. This is a membership, Brad, because what you're not going to do is yeah. have a grazing Edgar, situation. Edgar used to get right. massages regularly, and he that's never occurred to him. And he doesn't Ain't never been no fully, articles on He Edgar. doesn't even get fully <laughs> naked. He keeps, well, his that's dog, like he keeps boxer briefs on. Yeah. Yes. 
So, I mean, but I, I, I would, I would venture to say, and I don't know, cause I'm not a massage therapist, but I would venture to say that that ain't the only person who got hard during a massage. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. You yes, know, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And, and I do need to, I do need to ask some questions because now that you say it, I have, I have concerns about <laughs> the fifty nine ninety nine that we pay monthly. Like what are we actually paying for? Right. Um, <laughs> Moving on. There is more stuff going on in the sports world. What else is so, popping in the press? Look, Former uh, NFL player as well. I'm telling you, I don't know. Edgar's like, man, the NFL is on fire. Um, a former NFL player, Travis Rudolph, shot two people in West Palm Beach. Now, if y'all remember, Travis Rudolph was, um, he played for Florida State. Mm-hmm. He made news a couple years back for going to lunch with an autistic kid and sitting down and eating with him because the autistic kid didn't have any friends. Aww. That is the same guy who now just kill two people in yeah, West man. Palm Beach. They got to do something better with these helmets. Yeah. For real, for real. They got to do something better with these yes. helmets because let me tell you something. Um, the sexual issues that happen with a lot of these players is because of damage to the frontal lobe. Mm, um, that's a good point. Uh, don't tell me about it. Edgar don't got a frontal lobe, child. Whole lobe wow. gone. Uh, whole lobe gone. I'm just saying. So like, when we have, when wow. we have these um, football players who are in this aggressive sport, and have to use their head and have all of these um, these injuries and all of this this stuff that goes on. I don't know all of the medical terms. I don't remember, but Will Smith did a movie about it. Um, <laughs> Go watch the movie. Guys. <laughs> watch the movie. All these concussions and stuff like that. It does damage to the brain. And then you realize after a guy's been playing for five or six years, he's had you know, 10, 15 concussions. Now all of a sudden, you know, it's some couple. It's a couple of women that come up who have been raped or have been molested, mm-hmm. or you know, they killing people or stuff like that. There is something wrong. Mm-hmm. What we are paying these men to do to their bodies and to their brain. There are consequences. And I have to go down a whole episode for that, and I'll have to bring Edgar on because that is huge. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and I'm man, rest in peace to those people. I'm sorry they had to be victims of this, but wow. to me, they are victims so of the league. They're not just victims yeah. of Travis Rudolph. They are victims of um, you know men that are left um, to figure it out yep. after they have suffered with zero help. Yes, with brain injuries. So, um, speaking of zero help, um, DMX. Mm. My dog's gone. Your dog's gone. but i'm just talking about the um the aspect of um mental illness in addiction that we don't really talk about you know we just completely blame addicts and um you know there's 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 something there that makes you even attracted to the drugs in the first place right yeah they have this for you to have this addicted uh, addictive personality right um and sometimes people say that it is genetic, like, oh, oh my mom uh-huh. was an alcoholic, so uh-huh. I'm an alcoholic, and my kid and my grandma, uh-huh. you know, alcoholism runs in the family. Um, and so I, I believe that some of that is is true. If we can um, pass down generational curses and if we can pass down, um, you know, all of these other things and we can skip three or four generations with it, then why can't addiction also um, be passed down the same way trauma can be passed down? Uh, be passed down from generation did y'all generation. see um what what um what is his name is it funk funk flex master funk master flex uh-huh what he said and i, th- I think it's it's so true um 
we can find a picture in 30 seconds when something tragic happens to someone. Yeah. We haven't talked to that person in 10 years or we haven't reached out. Right. So I think it's, I think as a society, it's so um, normal to ask the question, how are you? Right. And then you got to get a normal response like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Um, Right. Without really asking, no, but how are you? Right. How are you doing? Right. And I, I had, I had an instance like that where um, I was working at Prosper High School and um, I'm walking and, you know, I I see one of my students and she's used to be like very happy, very bubbly, like never really had a lot going on. Well, one day I'm walking down the hallway and I'm like, Hey, you know, how are you? And she was like, oh, I could be better. And I kept walking, but it registered me. She didn't say good. So I was like, wait, you're not okay? And then I turned back around and she just started bawling. Yeah. And so I think those instances like that, they happen so frequent Mm -hmm. where we don't really check in. Turn around. Right. We (laughs) don't either turn around or we don't really say, you know, like, how are you? Are you really yeah. good? You know? Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think it's important to just make sure your loved ones are really okay. Like really dig, yeah. dig deep, ask those hard questions. What's going on with you? And, and even your kids, because I'm telling you, these teenagers, they don't know the level. Did y'all hear about the, um, for uh, local news, the, the two brothers that made a suicide <gasps> pact yes. in Allen? Yes. No, I didn't did you read? That. Did you read his letter that he posted no. on Instagram? Oh my gosh! So he, nineteen-year-old um, brothers, um, made a suicide pact to kill themselves and kill their family. The brother scheduled a post to go out the day he mm. killed himself and his family on Instagram, explaining why he killed his family, all his thoughts, everything, pretty much his story. And in that, he gave four points. One, that he was depressed and people, you know, look over depression. They think that it's something that's temporary, that can be fixed with medications, yada, yada, yada. He had no explanation as to why he was depressed, but he was depressed, couldn't fix it. He mentioned um, gun control as his last one. He was like, last but not least, but gun control is a joke in the U.S. My brother went and said that he wanted a gun for self-defense. He went to academy, got his, got this gun. They asked if he had a mental illness. He said no, which he lied. They asked Mm. if he was on medication. He said no, which he lied, gave Mm -hmm. him a gun. And that's how they were able to kill kill themselves and their family. He talked about the office, um, some character there that he was like, you know, this should have ended when the off, when this character got off the show. And he meant there's a mental illness. It's so sad. It but is. when you read his reasoning, it's like, oh my God, at what point he got kicked out of college because he told one of his roommates how he was feeling. The roommate reported it and he it it ended up causing a red flag. And so he got kicked out of his dorm. So he got oh, kicked out of but college. But nobody did anything any further. But nobody than that. right. And so it you see all these cries for help wow. with this kid's story, and now they're not here. Well, I, what I know about DMX is that um, he had a lot of people around him. Some were real friends and some obviously were not. Um, there are times when people with addiction push, push, push really, really hard, push yeah. people away, and they get yeah. themselves in a situation where they lose control and can lose their life. Mm-hmm. And um, that seems to be what happened with DMX is that he just pushed and pushed and pushed people who cared about him away so far that 
um, he couldn't manage what he was doing. And people with addictions, they they lie and they you know they do things to hide yeah. their addiction, yeah, yeah, hide their sadness, and um, they end up in situations like this. I don't think he ever wanted to be in a situation where, um, you know, he's a vegetable right now. From what I they're know. saying, there's still no brain function. And yeah, so, I mean, so we're sad. just praying for his family. We're praying for the people mm-hmm, around absolutely. him. Praying for, you know, him to be healed because if God can do anything, um, he can heal. We know that. Um, yes. Just, you know, hoping for the best outcome. And then mostly for the people around him, you know, to just do evaluations and to make sure that they are, that they are good, right? Because when people make choices with alcohol and drugs and stuff like that, of course, sometimes there's things that we miss, but ultimately it is not anyone's fault, you know, right. when, when, when there's adults involved. Yeah. Um, ladies, it's, it's been some, some good popping in the press, yeah, <laughs> some good popping on. in the press. There's a lot going on. There's some things we didn't even discuss. We might have to put those in Dope Wife Nation. If you weren't in Dope Wife Nation, it kind of popped off this week. We had some good conversations about our last um, episode about the power of I'm sorry, um, some eye opening things. I've had a conversation with a lady that maybe I'll do a little bit of chat on on Dope Life Nation. So if you are not on there, you should join us. Um, I want to wrap us up because uh, I got stuff to do. We got to get <laughs> out of here. Uh, My kid is acting a fool. Right, Nova. Me. Nova is Nova. He had enough. Um, Right. My, I need to talk to my husband about these massages we paying for right. regularly. <laughs> Sam got to figure out if, you know, smacking it on the butt sometimes. Right. I was just know. about to say, she hey. about to figure out if she about to go, hey. to, go, go get it in. Get it in. She got to get it in, right? So, um, ladies, there is, with this role reversals and households, it could be in so many different ways. It could be from, it could be financially, it could be what happens to the kids, it could be with gosh, who's better at doing laundry or who's better at doing the dishes? Sometimes things just don't look traditional. And as we know, in 2021, nothing is following the rules <laughs> right. of tradition. For real. Um, so don't get stuck or hung up on what's tradition. Make sure that you are setting goals with your spouse, communicating with your spouse. You have a level of respect for each other and the contributions that each one of you all provide in the household. Um, you got to have community around you too. You have to have friends and family around you who respect what you both contribute that you can go to when you have issues. Um, stroke each other's ego, not just stroke your man ego, but you know, if you out there grinding, working hard, got two businesses, the VP of this and the PTA mom of that or the PTA dad of that, even so make sure that you get what you need. Communicate what Amen. you need to make you feel appreciated out here in these married streets because um one thing we know is that it's real and we it's all love but it is hard work but hard work you can reap so many benefits of this thing called marriage um we love y'all we want to hear from y'all hit us up at dope wife um at three dope wives at gmail.com uh check us out on three dope wives on facebook on instagram on this and on that all the social media platforms twitter <laughs> you will find us there um, also, join our group, Dope Wife Nation. We want to talk to you. We want to hear about what you're thinking, what's going on. Um, if you have any suggestions or comments or you feel in any kind of way about some things we said or some things that are popping in the press, let us know. Hit us up, sis. We want to talk to you about it. Stay tuned. We have another episode that is dropping next Monday, and it's just going to be it's gonna be just as good as this one. Good conversation. Dope Wives. Giving you the advice. Giving you everything you need. 
um, to make it in these marriage streets. Um, anything else, ladies? If that's about it. That's about yep. it. We're wrapping yeah. it up. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Crush. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed. <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is true stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy 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 married life crazy married life i promise we will now if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion please send your request to three dope wives at gmail.com that's t-h-r-e-e dope wives at gmail.com and we'll see you again next time girl